she's beautiful, charming, and sweet as pie. Or at least, that's what she wants you to think. This sweet and sour character trope goes by many names. Incognito, the fake cutie, witch in sheep's clothing. But no matter what she's called, you know her when you see her. She always makes a good first impression. Catherine is one of the most popular girls at school. Listen to whatever she has to say and you'll go far. Because she's smart enough to keep her true intentions hidden until it's time to strike. While she sometimes tries to fool everyone with her good girl act, other times she only uses it to say in the good graces of a select few, like parents and teachers or a guy she has her sights on. She often appears in rom-coms as the terrible original girlfriend. Even though she treats him terribly, the hero has a hard time leaving her because there's just something about her he can't get enough of. If she's a main character, she often rules her domain with a sweet smile and an iron fist, doling out just enough kindness to keep people on her side. Oh my god, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? But also quick to reprimand anyone that falls out of line. I'm always on your left. And right now you're getting on my last nerve. Switch. Her mask of sweetness is a tool of control, not only over others' actions, but also their perception of her. As terrible as she is, she often still can't stand when other people think she's anything less than an angel. I am filled with Christ's love. Because on some level, she does think she's being bad for the right reasons. And because she knows how easily her entire world could fall apart if everyone stopped pretending to buy into her facade. Whether she's a queen bee we love to hate, a comedic obstacle, or a full-on villain, there's just something about her that keeps movies and TV shows coming back to the trope. So what's her real story, and why does she really feel the need to hide behind that sweet exterior? Here's our take. While this trope is a staple of modern media, it's been around for centuries, dating back to tales of beautiful sirens using their sweet, alluring voices to draw sailors to their doom for their own ends. The wolf in sheep's clothing trope, of course, isn't limited to female characters. But the specific ways that women in particular are often written into this trope is worth unpacking. In society, it's long been held that a good girl or proper lady should be sweet, caring, and pious. And the bitch incognito has learned to use the facade of these traits to her advantage. She knows that if she's openly brash or combative in attempting to reach her goals in the way that a man might be. Do you think I relish the fact that I have to act like Mary Sunshine 24-7 so I can be considered a lady? She'll get shot down and shut out. So instead, her angelic act allows her to hide in plain sight, keeping her true motives undetected by those who might be able to stop her. Exhausting, wasn't it? Hiding beneath the cloak of your own righteousness. Sometimes, this charade is a learned defense mechanism to these larger societal constructs that she's come to realize won't let her get power in other ways, that she must overcome and learn to use for good. This version of the trope is often a main character, so we get to spend more time with her and understand why she is the way that she is. And so even though she's not a nice person, she's not totally unrelatable. The arc of this trope always finds the character being punished for her ways. Often through major embarrassment or pain. Cruel Intentions Catherine Murtoy is a prime example of this version of the trope. Catherine wreaks havoc on the Upper East Side with her brother Sebastian. But while he gets to cavort around without a care, Catherine must present as picture perfect to avoid scrutiny. It's alright for guys like you in court to f everyone, but when I do it, I get dumped for innocent little twits like Cecile. 
God forbid I exude confidence and enjoy sex. Catherine is made miserable by being forced to live this double life, unable to be open about her desires. I'm the Marsha Brady of the Upper East Side and sometimes I want to kill myself. But she knows that her performance of piety and self-control is what really gives her influence and power in her society. And while Sebastian's many, many sins seem to be forgiven when he sacrifices himself to save sweet horse girl Annette, Catherine is never even really given the option to repent. She's set up as the villain of the film, and her school-wide embarrassment is meant to serve as a just and happy ending. But really, it kind of just proves her point. Sometimes, the story does allow the bitch incognito to come out on the other side of her punishment changed for the better. I am so sorry, Roland. Regina George rules Mean Girls North Shore High like a teenage dictator, covering her authoritarianism with just enough fake smiles and semi-kindness to get by. You're like really pretty. She's unkind to her friends, two-faced to the rest of her peers, and even has her teachers terrified. But her adeptness at performing a good girl act when needed keeps anyone from ever calling her on it. One time, she punched me in the face. It was awesome. Once she's been punished, she is given the opportunity to change through a new outlet for her resentment and need for power. This multi-dimensional version of the trope not only helps make the characters feel more like real people and not just cardboard villains, but it also makes them more relatable. While most of us aren't trying to rule over our social circles through deception, many women can, to some degree, relate with having to soften our edges or be less direct to avoid being seen as, well, a bitch. Everybody Everybody loves me. I intend to keep it that way. While it's certainly ramped up and often made more devious in on-screen depictions, the fact that women do often have to put on a sweet facade to cover their ambitions if they want to succeed is very real. While we'd never want to copy their habits and certainly shouldn't excuse their bad deeds, we can on some level understand the resentment and even rage that society's confinement of their desires and drive has produced. These mean girls may hide their true selves, but I'm not going to hide this delicious offer from you. This video's sponsor, Factor, is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit that can help you fuel up for the fall season with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved meals delivered straight to your door. Support the take, your wallet, and your belly with Factor. Factor's helped me eat well, save time, and stay on track. I love the option to refresh my menu constantly, with 34-plus weekly flavor-packed options to choose from. If you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals, try Factor's Protein Plus meals, with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. The best part about all these tasty meals is that they're ready in two minutes or less so you can feel good about what you eat and how you spend your time. I've been loving Factor's creamy tomato sausage and kale pasta with roasted pearl onions, and their sour cream and chive chicken with Yukon mash and garlic broccoli always makes it into my box. Head to factormeals.com slash thetake50 and use the code thetake50 to get 50% off your first box. That's thetake50 at factormeals.com slash thetake50 to get 50% off your first box. While some bitch incognito characters might just be reacting to societal pressures in an unhealthy way, others are just straight up evil, and they know it. They don't have, or even feel the need for, justifications for their bad behavior. They just want what they want no matter what it takes, and weaponize people's assumption that women are meek and naturally kind-hearted against them. These are often more one-dimensional secondary characters whose main purpose is to make another character look better in comparison. Comparison, like a rival love interest or an opportunistic stepmother. Don't think I 
can't see right past those angelic faces. One more trick from you two, and I promise I will make your lives miserable from the day I say I do. Got it? This version of the trope usually only exists to batter eyelashes in a few scenes while making snide comments to the character we're rooting for, before being punished and removed from the plot completely. She solely exists to showcase the wrong type of woman, in contrast to the main character who is often not like the other girls, and thus shown not to be held back by so-called feminine traits like vanity and greed. We don't really ever get much insight into why this bitch incognito is the way she is, beyond a basic desire for money or some guy. But sometimes bitch incognito characters are much more nefarious. They're not just after a guy or even social cash, but something much more wicked. They know that just by virtue of them being a woman, many people will naturally assume that they must be mostly harmless, especially if they play up their femininity or affability. They're adept at lulling everyone around them into a false sense of security, only showing their hand when their prey is vulnerable. As I told you once before, Mr. Potter, naughty children deserve to be punished. Get Out's Rose poses as a kind, loving girlfriend to lure an unsuspecting Chris to his doom. Rose represents a very particular and dangerous real-world occurrence of the trope, where white women use society's view of them as pure and unable to do harm as cover while they help carry out unthinkable acts. Where are those keys, Rose? You know I can't give you the keys, right, babe? Rose portrays herself as a progressive person, free from her family's issues. And while Chris isn't naive, she's convincing enough for him to let his guard down enough to believe her. Unlike a Regina or Catherine type, Rose's duplicity isn't about being suppressed by or trying to find a way around societal pressures and the status quo, but about upholding them at all costs. She's not interested in the inequality that might hold her back as a woman in general, but instead in the inequality that provides her privilege as a white woman. In WandaVision, we're introduced to Wanda's nosy neighbor Agnes in the first episode. Agnes seems to be kind, if a bit clueless, and even jumps in to help Wanda when she needs to prepare a surprise special dinner. Agnes continues to appear as a kind of quirky sidekick throughout the season, until it's revealed that she's actually a powerful witch herself and has been deliberately causing problems for Wanda and specifically came to town to steal her powers. It's all of her kindness was really just a ruse to get close enough to Wanda to drain her powers, because she knew that no one would ever expect the funny best friend to have any more going on underneath the surface. After her true nature is revealed and Wanda eventually outsmarts her, Agatha's punishment is being trapped as clueless and powerless Agnes forever. This side of the trope is notable because characters that fall within it are usually grown adults, compared to the less vile and dangerous teens who are often just reacting poorly to being repressed. While the teens are often misguided, and thus able to learn to be better people in the end, these adults are more active in their evil doings because for them, causing others pain for their own gain is the goal. They're set in their ways and rotten to the core, with no chance of redemption and no ending available other than defeat. While the trope has long been used to try to showcase some level of duplicity that storytellers felt was inherent to women, the best examples use it not as a way to bash women as a class, but to either explore how the structure society breaks people's spirits in a way that often causes them to lash out, or to examine the very real ways that dangerous people can be hiding in plain sight. Regardless of each character's reason for hiding her true darkness behind a layer of sweetness, the stories all come to the same conclusion. 
illusion. Eventually, your deception and artifice will be the source of your downfall. So the best solution is to stop taking out your resentment on easy targets around you and instead focus your rage on the structural problems within society that make women feel like they can only behave in one way if they want success or influence. That's the take. Click here to watch the video we think you'll love, or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.